0: From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast
1: that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce-ploitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast.
0: Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we'll be talking about the 1980 Yan Baofu, a.k.a. Bruce Lee's Greatest Revenge, a.k.a. Way of the Dragon 2, starring Bruce Lee. It is generally about a small school of Chinese martial artists being oppressed and eventually standing up to the Japanese. Does that sound familiar? So, Michael, when did you first see Bruce Lee's Greatest Revenge, and what do you think?
1: I saw... Now, I saw this one on the big screen twice actually Uh, the first time I walked in on it part way through it I walked in um, probably about I got 25 minutes into it or something so I uh, I I remember when it came out again whatever it was you know a few months later I ended up going and seeing it again I actually because and this is I find always a distinction I I make with these films because I I, I feel lucky enough to have seen a fair amount of them in their original aspect ratio with a big screen and an audience a lot of these play better in a theater and some of them to the point where you just go oh it was just better in a theater but there's times where you actually you go it was better in the theater and it's not very good on YouTube right. <laughs> you know and and this particular film, it's really unfortunate. There is a, um, a Spanish version of it online uh, on YouTube, I think, somewhere, that's actually a pretty good copy of it. But most of them are pretty truncated and cropped and, and just scratchy and bad print. So I've, I've really had a bad experience with watching it over the years. But um, to be honest, uh, I actually like this film a lot. And it may be partially from nostalgia. It's got a little redundancy. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a you know it's what it's a retelling of *Fists of fury and um but uh uh yeah i find this i wouldn't drop somebody right away into to this film and bruce even though i think it has most of the ingredients and we can talk about that but uh yeah i like it not my favorite bruce lay but I, I i hold it up there a little bit
0: okay well i agree with you i saw it um twice the first time i saw it i saw it on youtube and it was the version they have out there that um it has a lot of like bleeped out racial slurs, you know, against oh. the Chinese, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is really interesting. And then it has these long black intermissions, I guess, where there maybe would have been commercials or something like that for some, I don't know where this one came from, but I got so frustrated with that one. Um, I went out and on, oh, what is that other random site? But I found a complete version and I feel like it even, even the scenes were in better order and stuff, but it didn't have any of the bleeps. It didn't have the big black you know cuts it was cool uh on um oh it'll come to me. anyway so watching it the first time i don't feel like i even knew what it was about except exactly what you said it was like okay so it's fist of fury again so yeah, the japanese they're being assholes <laughs> they're whipping people they're yeah and then the chinese you know eventually get their
1: revenge and and i mean this film it's not even that it, it is it is definitely a retelling of this i mean they even you know you can watch the trailer for this film the original trailer it it makes reference to fists of fury it <coughs> talks about it says uncover the mysterious death of ho young ja you know and sorry my phone just went off there and uh so which who was the teacher in in um in fists of fury so we just the, the difference is of course here we have the Bruce Lee character coming to the school, you know, having his issues. And then the, the, actually, it's almost the end of the movie by the time Ho-Yoon Ja gets poisoned and uh, which is what the opening of Fist of Fury was. Right.
0: Yeah. In fact, um, I was going to say, I feel like there were a lot of parallels in the characters too. Just like you said, well, I want to stop for a second and just say, I love that you went to see this in the theater, came in late, finished it off. and, And then it came back and you were like, Fuck yeah, i got to get in there and see it again. I just think that's beautiful. And you said it. Some things play better. I um, went to see Seven Samurai last weekend, I guess, at a local theater. That, oh, I, uh,
1: you're, you're my man. You're my hero. They had it
0: on 35mm. But let me tell you something. I, I just expected to enjoy it like I always enjoy it and move on with life. But there was something about the energy from the crowd and having people laugh with you at the same moments and, and knowing that, that there is in some cases innuendo and and stuff happening the things that I didn't quite get I guess or maybe I got it but I just didn't realize it was so funny to everyone else that it it completely elated it and I imagine that was you going to see these you've got this big group of people around you and they're all watching Bruce lay up there
1: redoing
0: Fist of Fury, and it's it was thrilling, right?
1: Well, not only that, but when the the theater that I would go to is like, and I've I mentioned this before, is the Lux Theater. It's, it's now gone, but it was in Oakland, and so you're in this city where you know there's three films playing at this theater, and most of the people in the theater, mostly men, were all in there because they were out of work or or what have you, and they would just stay in there for th- three movies, if not you know six altogether, you know, and stay right. through it. And they would. I'd see guys sleeping on either side of me, and they'd go up. And there's the hot dogs for you know seventy-five cents or a dollar, whatever it was. So it was like a, a full day. You know, you could be there for. I think the 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 cost was three bucks. You have your food. So for you know eight dollars, you had a full day of entertainment and sleep and whatever. But these guys <laughs> would love the movie. I mean, they would get in. They would scream. They would yell when you know Bruce would step on. They would went with it, and it was such a. And I was reminded of this. And I think I brought this up before at the Beverly Theater in the New Beverly Theater here in Los Angeles when they showed uh, Soul Brother of Kung Fu and Exit the Dragon Enter the Tiger. And it was the same thing. I, re- I completely, re- uh, you know, I was completely reminded of what it was like as a kid because you step in there and something happens on screen that you might just watch on your computer and kind of smile at and the whole crowd's laughing, you know. Right. And suddenly that little moment that you watch on your laptop, you kind of smile or, well, oh, that was a good punch they're they're going crazy and I, if I actually recorded like for a little bit i filmed the screen while we were in there just because i wanted to have that to remember that that's what was going on and it's it's crazy to watch you know
0: <laughs> yeah can't even imagine i i envy you completely
1: well, it's like Enter the Dragon. When I was a kid, I, I mean, just to sidetrack a little bit, and I still have it to this day, I brought a tape recorder in to a showing of Enter the Dragon <laughs> right. on the UC campus. And it is the funniest thing to listen to today because every three seconds it's like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, Bruce! Or, <laughs> or you know, it's just it's just... And it's like that kind of energy. It makes an event, you know? It's just... That's exactly the what the difference is that's why and i always feel like an old man when you say this but it's sort of like kids today i do not know what it's like to watch kung fu movies anymore because it's you know it's you watch them on your screen or you pop them on your 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 tv when you're all by yourself and nobody else is around <laughs> you know that's not the experience that made it so great you know
0: yeah yeah i would see it at the drive-in and uh, i saw Andrew the dragon for the first time in the drive-in when i was maybe six the drive-in love it uh, it was great because there were these other older kids, you know, let's say in the 16, 17, 18, and they would be down at, in front of the screen and they were all doing his moves and stuff. And I just thought it was the coolest thing to see, you know, these these young people, their silhouettes, trying to do some of the same, you know, kicks and punches at the same time that he was doing them. And that uh, was cool as hell.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, that's, well that kind of goes back to what we were just, you know, kind of talking about with these films. And I always... I always, I, I, I think that's a, a missing element of these things. That um, it's I don't want to go as far as you know, compare it to what you know, is to watch Star Wars or anything. But I can tell you, there was more of that going on in these films back in the day when you would go to the inner cities and watch these these films with these this crowd that was just they they knew they were going to see some ass kicking, and that's why they'd come. And of course, everybody was still Bruce was so so big on everybody's mind and it was so you know in everybody's heart you know that then when they go in there and it was one of these Bruce bruceploitation films man you were just it was a whole different realm
0: we're a generation of people who loved movies because it did have a a bigger impact and it it meant something to almost everyone around you when i talk to people today that are like oh, i'm really not into movies or i'm not into tv or i'm not into whatever and i get it because like I guess the better life for everyone is if we all go climb a mountain, but I I just, I can't let, I can't let it go. I, I go to the movies today and I see something, I saw Guardians recently and, um, I tell you two or three notable scenes in my mind, but yeah, you know, I can still remember the first time I watched Way of the Dragon, for example, and I still remember like most of it, just like it was happening today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to remember to pull out that tape, and we're going to pull and we're going to release it the first time exclusive audio recording of that Enter the Dragon screening on one of these podcasts because it was just, it was so amazing, you know. That would be fantastic. Um, but back to our our crazy movie here that we've <laughs> gone off on a tangent. Yeah. About. So-
0: so um they called it way of the dragon
1: 2 and i think that's just because
0: um they owned the rights to say it was way of the dragon 2 because that's I, what they I, you know
1: i don't know the exact history behind that i do know that it's funny because on on one of the um at least on the one that's online there's a version online i have a slightly cropped widescreen version on on dvd that i have it's not a great like print of it but it's actually a little better the aspect ratio is a little better but the beginning of it it says way of the Dragon 2 and they drop this title card in with this weird drawing of some kind of Bruce <laughs> Lee character and it's just such a it's, it's just it's always funny when they do that it's it, it was again a lot of these movies when they'd get released in the States and even internationally they would just change the name specifically because they just wanted you to think you hadn't seen it already right, yeah. right. <laughs> that was great about um, I think I guess it was Tower
0: of Death because some of the posters, it's just Bruce Lee's face. It's like if you didn't know any better, you're like, "Oh God dang, it's your original uh, going in to see Bruce's Deadly Fingers." Yep, His exactly. First movie at the age of eighteen, you're like, "Yes, look gonna get." To- oh shit, that's not Bruce. <laughs> Bastards, uh, they were clever. They were clever. They are clever.
1: And,
0: well, I will say I, I respect a lot of things about this movie. First off, I thought it was good. I love seeing Bruce Lee again. Um, I do really understand how upset the Chinese were with the Japanese all the way throughout time Um, so and then of course Bruce really putting it together uh, with Fist of Fury and I don't know, I recently done a podcast I think I talked to you about that on uh, Fist of Legend which was Chen Zen again so I get it (laughs) where I love the Japanese a lot I love samurai movies in this context Japanese are a bunch of dickheads
1: yeah, and there's always you know, and there's this weird sort of weird World War II association where they love to stick one of them in there with that Hitler mustache. You always <laughs> notice that. Yeah, there's always totally. a guy in there that does that. And and what's interesting about this film too is this. So with this idea that it's a retelling of *Fists of Fury*, where you have you know in this case uh, I think it you know, depends on which version you watch Chen Chow, Chen Chun, I think they call him which is very similar to Chen Chen who was in the original film right. and you know here we have him arriving at the school and we watch him in this case you know like with, with Bruce and Fist of Fury he just he shows up at the school and he's already a fire plug ready to blow so you don't right. mess with him in this case this you know the, this character is a little bit he's, you know you can push him around a little bit he lets the guys at the school mess with him a little bit and, and then he, he, he finally starts to sort of build up until he turns into the Wrecking machine he does at the end, um, but I always, you know, I think that's another thing that they they do their own spin on because they're not exactly ripping Fist of Fury 100. percent. You know, they're they're going back, they're telling a little bit of the early story, and then they're making this character. I mean, he's clearly still Bruce Lee, but you know, um, they give him a, a. I mean, I wouldn't want to go so far as to say they're giving him an arc to his character, but you know, he's definitely played a little softer.
0: <laughs> right it's yeah it's kind of like well all right so everyone knows bruce and he's the best what if we had a guy that's just kind of shitty and then by the end he becomes awesome um it's funny it's funny it's also funny that um it this movie more than any movie i've ever seen tries to teach me that the katana is weaker than the foot
1: <laughs> oh and the, yeah <laughs> yeah you learned a lesson
0: yeah yeah for sure um well let me jump in let's i, I want to hear first off uh, we can always talk some more about the in- intricacies but what was your favorite scene
1: um i, I mean for me of course i think at, in in this particular film it's it's the whole fight sequence um at the very end because it always stuck in my mind and we're jumping to the end but when he <laughs> when no it's he, good when he grabs his groin at the end of the film. And he's clearly got an egg in his hand that he's squishing because what comes out of his hand is egg yolk, and you know it's just the most bizarre thing. <laughs> and I was that always stuck in my head. That and truthfully, when he rips out Bolo's earring, of course. But
0: yeah, yeah. Um, there's a great scene in this uh, before I jump to my favorite, where um, Bolo tries to do Bruce uh, cracking his bones in Enter the Dragon. Yep, and instead. <laughs> Based on the way the sound is like lined up, it's more like his pecs
1: are kind of cracking. <laughs> yeah, he they love doing that with him, man. He cracks his pecs.
0: I was like, oh my god. Um, I think that's badass. I mean, if you could honestly do that, but I didn't know pecs could crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my favorite. You'll love. I, it's funny. This movie is so straightforward to our listeners. If you haven't seen this, you're gonna watch it. You'll just be like, by the way, it's DailyMotion.com that has the complete version of it. Right. Um, that's right. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, it's a good version. I, I watched that when I was very happy. So you're going to come into this film and you're going to think it's weird, but it's not weird. It's really straightforward with goofiness. Like you'd expect in any of these movies because they tried to have some comic relief, but it's a pretty straightforward, uh, Kung Fu film. But so my favorite scene is, uh, at one point, um, Bruce Leigh and his buddies. Uh, somebody brings him like a package of food, and they're all trying to get it from him. And he opens it up, and it's sausage. Oh yeah. He, he uses the sausage as nunchaku and starts beating up his friends. And even after they're like, kind of stop?" And he's looking at the sausage. He just keeps going. He just keeps <laughs> with the
1: sausage. And, and you know, and it's great because it, one of the things about that. First off, it's the only. Uh, I think it's the only film I've ever seen where they actually show him inventing the nunchaku, which I think is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. But they also do this and he and the director of this you know to, uh, Tomonpo or, or Tolopo or you know he's got a couple different names. But what I, what I like and he does it there's some interesting things he does here with the camera. But if you remember that scene he's spinning the the sausage around and then he um, the, it's like kind of fade, starts to fade blurs out and then you hear the sound of a real new chocolate and it fades back in and yeah. he's spinning the new chocolate. You know what I mean it's kind of it's kind of a nice way to go about doing it. And then of course at the end he has two clubs that he manages to manifest into a pair of new chakras again. Okay.
0: So. Was that the coolest thing? Yeah. He had two clubs. And I don't know how that works exactly. But, yeah, he's got the clubs. He's beating people up. And then he makes them into Nuchakas. The I was like, god damn, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there was a little bit of, of thought into that. And, you know, there's again, they show him earlier on in the film, too, where he's He's training in the gazebo, and he looks over and he sees a, a cobra, which are just swim, you know, slithering around, of course. And he starts practicing that. And he looks over and there's a monkey, and he starts doing it. So, they're trying to slip in these moments of development for for Bruce in this film. And and I, you know, it's again, I, I think what I love about this film is the straightforwardness of it. But it's it's if you want a film that's kind of harkens to sort of that straight across building up bruce lee like as he was in the big boss or as he was in you know fist of fury to the point where the last 20 minutes he just goes nuts in this is definitely that film mm. yeah i called it uh jeet coon animalis <laughs> what did you call it <laughs>
0: instead of she can go no. jeet Kune animalis uh animalis being oh Latin, yeah <laughs> but, but i don't know i'm an idiot uh let's move on <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have my list of Bruceisms on this one, if you're ready for them.
1: You, okay. I'm ready. Let's hear them.
0: All right. We had the nose flicking. We had cat sounds. We had the uh, skipping legs, boxing legs. I don't know. What we, would call it. we had the Bruce Lee grin. Uh, we had the fight where you eventually become topless. <laughs> we had multiple Nuchaku. And this one,
1: not all of them do it. We had a stomp death. That's right. Where he does the yeah the full on yeah. stomp. I think wasn't there a knuckles cracking in this? I can't remember. Maybe oh, I'm think- I think that there was. Yeah, there, I'm not perfect was. yet. No, no. One day, one year down the
0: road from now, my brucisms are gonna take up half the episode because I'm gonna have them now. Oh down. well, I'd- I'm gonna be like eh, the sunglasses, Bruce hair, the you know sparkly like spotlights on him. I'll have it all, but you have to
1: you have to have uh when, when when it's bruce lay you have to have a big stack of paper for those things brother
0: <laughs> totally seriously like this is a really big list and and of course he did his classic face i think he thinks he's doing bruce lee but i only know it as doing bruce lay from deadly fingers and it's where he does the hardcore circle mouth it's like one of the covers yeah, uh, oh, yeah it's nuts
1: yeah he's uh he's definitely i mean and and, you know like i said i knew a guy who grew up around him as a kid and he said he just he went home bruce lee this guy (laughs) so he was living (laughs) the he was living the bruce lee life and the other thing about this that you know there's this this stuff that they take over like for instance there there's a character in this played by a guy named bill lake who played the fencer
0: i was wondering i I actually have a a thing here so let's just start there my question to you was going to be who are the notables from this so let's start with bill lake
1: well, again, he's obviously in this trying to, um, you know, play the uh, Bob Baker character from *Fists of Fury, yeah, yeah. The, the Russian boxer. But this guy, he's popped up in a number of films. There was another semi-Bruce Lee uh, exploitation film called The Tattoo Connection with Bruce Lang uh, was in and, and um, or excuse me, he was the choreographer on and... Um, bolo's in but etc but he's he's in that and he's he's done a number of films um but not not too many this is like one of his few that was in Bruce bruceploitation you know some white actor they pulled off of uh, the streets of hong kong and put to work and then um you know of course you have bolo and uh ku feng who who uh we uh, you know who's the bad guy in this and i i know you and i are actually going to do another episode of dealing with the film dynamo and he was of course, uh, one of the leads in Dynamo with Bruce Lai. Right. Um,
0: I love him. By the way, I I tried. I looked him up uh, because I thought he was possibly the guy from Kung Pao that played Betty. Because they looked so similar, I don't know. Maybe it's just the mustache, but obviously it wasn't him. But I looked, and he had quite the filmography. Oh yeah, nice he goes guy.
1: way back to the Shaw Brothers days, and yeah, you know, and, yeah. and after you know, even to the mid to late seventies when he started just kind of doing tons of these kind of movies. But yeah, he's he's he went on forever. That guy. I mean, he was working up until just this year, so he, he keeps. Um, you know, he's Hero. yeah, he's not done. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> um, I liked uh, this had the fake. James Tien guy, uh, he was the one that guarded uh, the master's picture during the big fight. But I thought that was kind of funny. They got this kind of Western, pretty looking, you know, Chinese dude to to be the opposite.
1: Oh, you're CD. talking about uh, Bruce Tong, I guess the there guy that, go. yeah, yeah, he, um, okay. yeah, you'll you'll see him again. He's he pops okay. up. He did he did you know Fist of Fury Part Three. He's um, okay. He's been in a number of uh, the Bruce films, but he's he was again. He's he's been acting since uh, you know the late '60s, like early '70s. So he was he was doing it for a while.
0: Mm. I could tell he was one of those that like you know I could just see he had you know some. Some swagger, so I figured I figured that was the case. But you know me, I'm catching up. I'm I'm running as fast as I can, but it's it's a slow. It's a slow hill.
1: Yeah, slow. Well, and that's another <laughs> thing that's kind of interesting on this this movie, which is not, you know, well, I don't want to say not common, but I mean, I, I I guess it is not common, is that the fact that at the end of the film, where Bruce Lee and Kung Fu are having their fight on the boat, then Kung Fu jumps into the water and swims off. And then Bruce is done, and he's got to go onto the shore and have his final battle <laughs> with the, the other two, you know? And that's yeah. not that common. Usually, Bruce, whichever Bruce it might be, is going to finish off our bad guy. So they, they did do this. And then, if you notice, um, the um, uh, Feng Yao, I think is his name, the the character who wore the red kimono.
0: Okay. I was he,
1: he, if you watch him, he runs off, and that's it. He's, they let a bad guy get away. <laughs> I'm free.
0: I'm free. Yeah, he and he worst. was just
1: gone. I don't know if he were going to bring him back for the sequel or something, but he <laughs> you know, he runs off while Ku Feng's having his battle with Bruce Lee, and then Bruce dies. Oh, my the, God. I mean, um, Ku Feng goes in the water, and then and then the fight ends elsewhere. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, that was just sort of a weird dynamic at the end. I don't know if that was a contract deal with <laughs> Bruce or somebody, but anyway.
0: Yeah, the director was uh, Lu Po too. Yeah. Oh, it, or- if, IMTB is not lying to me he definitely was like, guys, we're coming back. So you swim off, you run. It still was an epic ending battle. I mean, there is like katana after katana coming out that cannot touch a man. I mean, the, the foot is mightier than the katana in this particular case where,
1: yeah. Well, he, he, did, he went on to do a bunch of Dragon Lee movies later on. And in fact, there was a, for a long time, there was a misconception online that this was Lee So Nam's him. Um, uh, so oh, he's uh, this is Lisa no. you know it wasn't just because there was a lot of actors and you know there was a lot of uh, you know overflow and and the same actors and around the same time so but uh, it's he's his he's a he's, uh, he's his own guy
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay well uh how about news you have any news for us
1: no uh, no great news I can I can uh, I can bring up except if you want to see this movie, there's actually a really good it's unfortunately it's in Spanish, but you can also I think it's probably the best looking print online on this film <laughs> just to bring that up. Um, it's
0: spanish language but english subtitles
1: no there's no subtitles that's the unfortunate okay. thing okay um so but i'm just saying it's a, as in terms of the the print and i think the widest aspect ratio and the best looking it is but you know if you haven't seen the movie obviously you want to watch it with the well, english dub and if so. you
0: want to plug your ears for part of it you can go out and find subtitles you know there's a true you can play them simultaneous t- yeah tons of websites that have subtitles to movies and just see one that matches up and then just pretend the Spanish is yep. Chinese.
1: There you go. Yeah. You you know then how I... to you know how to work everything out, don't you, Matthew?
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, I do my best. All right. Well, as you know, we do have a phone number. It is four two four two five seven zero three four four. If you like this episode, or you know, you want to hear us do uh, another Bruce Plotzian film, check in. Let us know uh, anything you want to talk about. We'll uh, throw it out there. In fact. Today we do have a voicemail. This one comes from Ian Lee. Uh, he's at tuckradio.co.uk, but you can also find all of his content at ianlee.com. Uh, here we go. Hello, Clones Cast. This is Ian Lee from the United Kingdom. Man alive, I'm loving and devouring your Clones Cast. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I want to know when are you going to do Exit the Dragon? Enter the Tiger, which is my favorite Bruce Lye movie. Um, one of my favorite martial arts movies of all time, partly because it's just wonderful. Um, it's also completely messed up. If I die, find out why. There's that strange, uh, if I remember it correctly, fight scene where they have a, an instrumental version of Golden Brown by the Stranglers. There's a horrific sexual assault, which, you know, when I was watching that as an 11-year-old kid, freaked me out.
1: Um, but Bruce Light is just so cool in it and that big fight with Pinky, I love it please cover this movie, thank you Ian, I love it I love that you are actually wanting to hear us talk about that and that that film uh, Exit the Dragon and the Tiger the star of all stars um, that's a, a great film and just in honor of you because I think it will be episode 12 so a good baker's dozen we will do um exit the dragon enter the tiger so the next one we're going to record will be that one it'll be a few down the the line i guess in terms of release but we are uh let's let's do that one matthew you all ready no, me... i
0: am ready this uh film has been brought up to me so many times i feel like it, it's such like a bruceploitation fan favorite so easy next up well thank you michael
1: thank you
0: this was fun. Um, I, I love seeing another one of these. I love that we're getting into more and more of the sequels, too. And like you said, this should never have been called the sequel to Way of the Dragon. should have been something else. But it was, I guess. And, you know, we're going to... But there's a ton more of those. Uh, this same director did Fist of, Fists of
1: Fury 3. Part 3, right. Or, or the other simpler name, Jeet Kune, the Claws, and the Supreme Kung Fu. So... <laughs>
0: That's a beautiful name. And he did
1: Dragon Leap fights back and Dragon Leap. The, the remember the one you you talked about where you're getting confused with the big boss too. Right. It's that he did that one as well. So yeah, he, with Bolo
0: with the Hitler mustache. That's it. So he <laughs> he
1: I think this director takes that Hitler mustache wherever he goes.
0: He does. He's like, all right, guys, who's wearing it this time? Yeah. Listen, I no, I need it lined up. Is our main character going to have the Hitler mustache? No, sir. They won't like that. The people hate Hitler. All right, give it to Bolo.
1: To, well, he does have also a, a sort of a Bruce connection that's kind of interesting, and I don't know ex- how true it is, but I, I I assume it's got some relevant you know truth to it, which is uh, he was like an assistant director on Enter the Dragon. Okay. So there you go for the Bruce connection.
0: I love it. Well, I'll send you all out as I always do with the opening theme music to Bruce Lee's Greatest Revenge. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs>